You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 94 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with the jet-setting, globe-trotting and finally back in Melbourne, Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? Yay, I'm home. I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good, I'm good. Tell us all about your trip. Goodness me, I, there's so oh, much to oh, talk about. I don't even know. There's so much. I'm going to get it in start. an episode. We'll do it over a couple of episodes. But I'm basically um, quite amazed that I'm still standing now to talk to you because uh, do you want me to just break down the trip that I did? It's ridiculous, but I need to say it out loud. Let's just yeah. Let's just in the first instance before we move on to what's on our agenda. Where did you go so that listeners know? So Melbourne, Auckland, Buenos Aires, Colombia, and then stayed stopped there for five days. Then from Colombia, I flew to Germany, uh, then to Norway, then to Iceland, where I stopped and for seven days, and then to uh, I'm not going to say where I went after that. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? <laughs> it's a because secret. I did a secret shoot. Oh, you signed an NDA. Uh, yeah, so that was a agreement. How long so. was I away for there? Five, six days, I'm going to say. All right, five or six uh, days where you fell a, off the in planet. In a European location, okay. fell off the place and went, and people are going, are you still alive? Where are you? I'm like, yes. Come back. And then I came back, Val, for a day uh-huh. and – then I, yesterday I did a 14-hour shoot. Oh, my goodness. It had already been arranged before this uh, other shoot got tacked on, so I had to come and fulfil that. And so now I'm um, struck. I, struggling for jet lag yeah with jet lag wow yeah okay well good on you for even being on this episode today well done (laughs) but before we delve into uh you know the ins and outs of your trip I think we're going to talk about uh Columbia this particular episode but before we do that we want to give a shout out to Miroslava Balas from Slovakia hi Miroslava gee I don't think I've (laughs) Uh, I've never anyone from Slovakia before. But Miroslava has left us a review on iTunes and Miroslava has said, 
inspirational, highly informative and fun podcast. And Miroslav has said, this podcast is inspirational, highly informative, fun and personal. It feels like you go to a friend for coffee and while you enjoy each other's company, you learn a lot and always go home motivated and inspired. You can tell Gina and Valerie enjoy what they do. In each podcast, they send a message like you could do it too. Photography is a visual art. I find it hard to be explained verbally, but somehow they manage to do that. Gina shares her knowledge and experience very generously and I thank her for that. Gina and Valerie, thank you for being there for us every week since January 2015. Oh, that's so cool. Yes, love it. Thank you so much, Miroslava. That's so exotic. Thank you. Thank you. You've made our day. Yes. That's that's awesome. Thank you so much. And, of course, if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it because it really helps us in the rankings. Mm. Um, And, yeah, and thank you for keeping us in the What's Hot section as well because that's very exciting. Now, we also have a listener question from Yishan Chan. So, Yishan has said, uh, I have a product shoot coming up with an artisan soap business. What sort of white background do you recommend that's portable and easy to clean or dispose of if there are spills? Oh, yeah, I guess there would be spills if you've got like soap. sort of um, liquid soap. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, why don't we go to that question first before we delve into the depths of your Colombian adventure? Yeah, so, Yishan, I think the best uh, product for you, for because obviously you probably are, by, by the sounds of it, heading to the location where they make the, the soaps to do the shoots and things like that, I would buy a uh, sheet of Perspex that, uh, that you can um, maybe put in a portable carrier or carry in your car and you get a a thin enough sheet of white sort of opaque perspex you can actually bend it into an infinity background you know Mm. to have the curve so that there's no seams and uh and use that yeah. And you can actually get the portable tables that, like, uh, are, are made just for that. So that can be wiped and, uh, like, there's special uh, uh, alcohol that you can use that doesn't leave uh, streaks. And then that way you can actually get light underneath and light the top. And they're perfect for uh, shooting products on if you want that white. And so you can actually, by lighting underneath, you can use either a speed light or a, a monoblock. You can uh, blow out the background and get that nice, beautiful glow from underneath uh, and, uh, and and light the top as well. And you can, if you shoot, depending on the angle that you shoot on, you also get a little reflection of the product as but well. But do you think so you should light from the bottom and the top or do you – or, uh, you or can, the sides as well? It depends on the product that you're shooting. So you can uh, have a little right. light underneath just to give that little glow or you can just light from the top. Uh, can, completely depends on the product but I think this is like a a very handy uh, sort of uh, little product table that you can get if you're going to be doing lots of that sort of stuff. Uh, Failing that you can get yourself a a, a small um, piece of shiny uh, uh, linoleum Mm-hmm. Or vinyl uh, that that will uh, that will do the trick as well, and you could roll that up to carry it around, so a little bit more portable than the Perspect. But th- those two uh, work really well, and uh, most product studios have have like a 
platform, you know, purpose-built uh, product table that is basically a sheet of uh, perspex yes. that they, they shoot their products on. And, of course, there are a lot these days. You can find a lot of kits, can't you? A lot of yeah, um, portable, <laughs> soft, yeah. portable um, mini studio boxes to shoot, specifically mini to shoot boxes products. And, then, then, and they're like um, you'd, you'd want a uh, – not a porous uh, fabric, but you'd want like something that's uh, washable and, and a plasticky sort of thing that you could, can wipe down. So there's lots of those little tents as well. So there's uh, a link to B&H, uh, which has like a whole a whole list of them, but you can easily go to Amazon if you like as well and mm. check them out. There's plenty around there, you know, probably ranging from, you know, 40 to, you know, a couple of thousand dollars depends on, but they're not very portable, the $2,000 ones. You can't <laughs> imagine getting on the train with mm-hmm. one of those. So we <laughs> will put the link in the show notes, the link to uh, the um, list that's from B&H that Gina just mentioned in the show notes, which you can find at ginamilitia.com, and that's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And, of course, anything we do mention in here you can find in the show notes as well, so check them out if you're looking for specific mentions of gear or resources or anything like that. So... You let's let's you went to so many countries, including one secret country. I'm not entirely sure how we're going to deal with the secret country in an upcoming we just episode. Won. We just we just didn't pretend but, it didn't happen, Bell. But um, so how about we deal with um, one country because I'm yes. sure that there are lots of tales you can tell, especially in the country that I want to delve into first, which is mm. Colombia, because yep. I have never been to Colombia. I've heard a lot about Colombia. I've seen many things on television about Colombia. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, why did you choose Colombia? So um, my daughter's over there at the moment. She has now left. She's somewhere in America at the moment. But uh, she uh, said, why don't you come and see me? And so right. I said, yeah, sure. And not really thinking it through, Val as I do with a lot of my travel, didn't really think that bit through. So um, went over there and I wanted to shoot as well. So she was in this place called Cartagena and sent me photos of the city. And as soon as I saw it, I said, like, done deal. It just looked so amazing, like this, uh, you know, basically like Cuba just as good and uh, with with the sort of Colombian vibe. So I was in. Yeah, fantastic. How exciting. Yeah, with the beaches as well and, and everything. So uh, off I went. But, Val, on the way, do yeah. you know I had, had my uh, new hiking boots that I was breaking in? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I decided, how did you go? So let's let's just uh, talk about like the gear. I needed to take a fair bit of gear because there was uh, sort of three separate trips that I was planning on. So there was the Colombian part, the Iceland part, and the third part, which was the uh, the, the the other photo shoot. So I had to have three different sort of. Uh, bits of gear and, and, and packing. And so there wasn't really space for me to pack the hiking boots. So I decided to wear them, didn't mm, I? Mm, mm. And they weren't quite broken in. Oh my so God. now when you travel into any airport, it is the job of the customs officials and all the officials that are there at the airport. They, they look for little tells yes. of people that are coming in, such as you might be uh, – 
like everyone's looking excited to arrive, but like the dodgy person, the person that might have something to hide, possibly is perspiring, looking nervous or, um, <laughs> you know, and they stand out and they flag those people down. So here I am. Uh, I had uh, spent a night in Buenos Aires and I think I had something that didn't really agree with me. All right. Oh, do I, no. I don't need to go into any more detail, do I? So no. we've landed and all I wanted to do was get through customs and mm. find a bathroom, right? Yeah. So I was probably <laughs> perspiring a little bit out of nervousness, <laughs> I guess, or anxiousness. Then on top of that, the Boots Val mm. had – created uh, blisters on my feet, which was the size of Texas, one on each ankle. Oh, no. So, and when you fly, your feet actually expand yeah. a little bit. So they, it was, I was in agony. It was excruciating. So here I am walking through customs looking um, – Real sweaty and nervous and anxious. Mm. So I get get to the customs guy and he's like, "So what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Um, I'm here to uh, just visit my daughter." Mm. And he's like, "Well, what's all that then?" And they're looking at my camera gear. Oh. And I'm like, just cameras. Just... What are you going to do with those? I'm like, I like to take photos. Oh, no. And anyway, they just kept asking me and asking me. And of course, there was um, a bit of uh, like they, they were having their uh, referendum at the time. So oh. in, in hindsight, I can see that they were a bit nervous. I probably looked like press coming in, and I can see why they were asking me so many questions. The second guy was called over, and they actually just sat there and just grilled me for a good ten minutes oh. <laughs> it's most uncomfortable and uh, how much are the cameras worth and it just kept going on and on and on and finally they let me go through but it was like you know a bit of like a scene out of midnight express for a minute there <laughs> so yeah i got him but like in terms of gear i did have a lot of gear val mm. and uh, very lucky to uh to get through uh i was a little bit in excess but i, I actually had i only took one camera but I took several lenses. Like I had my 24 to 105, at, which is my standard traveler. But I also took the 70 to 200, which is a beast. Mm. That that uh, that extra, you know, lens because it's it's so beautiful. And then I also took the 17 to 35 because there was going to be a lot of great scenery to photograph. Mm. And the new love of my life, the Sigma 1.4 35. What That's a new love thing. of your life. Beautiful lens. Oh, right. I'm so impressed. Sigma have had this uh, stigma about them for forever and a day. So, mm. Like, you know, when I first started photography, they were known to be not great lenses, uh, a bit soft, not fantastic. Mm. Um, boy, that has certainly changed. And wow. uh, it's it's a ripper. It's a ripper. Sharp. I loved it. I loved the format, loved using it. It's light. Mm. Um, focuses really fast. I couldn't fault it, Val. Wow. Very happy purchase. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's your gear in terms of your lenses and yeah. the actual camera body that you decided to take. Did you take any, like, lights or yeah, flashes I or – I took a uh, – because a lot of the, the – for the shoot that I did last week, I actually hired the majority of the gear. Do you mean the secret uh, shoot? 
Yeah, the okay. majority of the gear was hired, so that uh, I did because there was no way I would have got through uh, all all the flights because a lot of the yeah. internal flights, it's like they re- they make you weigh everything. But get this, mm. oh, I'm not going to name the airline because mm-hmm. I want to see if I can do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but like when I checked in, they're like. Uh, um, can we weigh your hand luggage? I'm like, uh oh, oh. <laughs> seventeen kilos. They're like, oh. um, hand luggage is seven. I'm like, yeah, but my laptop's in there. <laughs> They're like, yes. no, it's not going to make a difference. So she's like, is that your handbag? I had a backpack on my back, like oh. a small backpack. I'm like, yeah, that's my handbag. She's like, put some gear in that, and she made me take out um, ten kilos. Oh. And put it on my back, into my handbag, in inverted commas, till my roll-on was seven, and then she was happy. Oh, my God. What's the point of that? That is bizarre. It's bizarre. Okay. I was going to like you. That's wacky. uh, it was wacky, but I, I've got to wait. So I had I had all of that as carry-on, and some of the um, airlines that I checked into, they would say, you eh, carry-on's too heavy, and I'd open it, and I'm going, but look, these are my babies. They can't go underneath, and they're like, oh, we understand. Hang on. <laughs> they'd call the manager, and they'd get me this little special little piece of paper that said heavy. She's allowed on. Oh, my God. <laughs> generally be pretty understanding if you're not going to give them a hard time about it. So I got that on. I had my uh, tripod, which was the Manfrotto 190X because I didn't want to take a light tripod uh, for this trip because I was planning for Iceland, which there was going to be a lot of um, rugged locations, but also it's very windy Mm. and those light tripods don't really cut it. So I bought, uh, still bought a small one, but it was the 190X Pro, which is fairly heavy, especially with the new geared head that I bought that I'm still, (laughs) I feel like such a klutz with it. Really? I've I've spent like nearly 30 years using the same tripod head yeah. valve. It feels like an extension of my hand and yeah. suddenly I've got this new head and everything's in a different spot and You're I'm right. keeping When I go to tip pan down, it pans to the left and yeah. I was using it yesterday and my assistant was laughing at me because he's like, still haven't gotten used to it. I'm like, no, I will. <laughs> it just <laughs> takes a while. So, yeah, and then the Cam Ranger. Uh, the MacBook Pro. Why, I had an on, why did you decide to get that new head if you were so used to the oh, other one? Because it's really precise. At, like so, the the old ones that I have that you like get your get your position and you lock it off, like you screw it in. But they were they're kind of so old that like I could set set the point that I wanted to shoot at and then it would start to dip. Right. It yep, wasn't yep. actually accurate with the geared head, like it's precise. Okay. It's like you set it and your it stays. It's mm-hmm. not gonna move. So it was just time to, you know, update a little yeah, bit. Sure. The other ones were getting old. And it's it's really, really good once once I get used to using it. But it's yep. it's it's a beautiful head. Um right, so then of, you brought you brought, uh, you brought um your MacBook Pro with you? MacBook Pro, which is like I've, I'm, re, I'm looking at the, um, the iPad, the new iPad Pro with the Cam Ranger. I use the Cam Ranger a lot uh, this oh. last three weeks with the iPad, and uh, just give, in case there are some new listeners, just give us a really quick reminder about what the Cam Ranger is. 
So basically the Cam Ranger allows you, uh, it does a few things, but it allows you to uh, remotely uh, see your files and transfer them if you want to uh, onto your iPad or a, or a smartphone or a, a, like what's the, what's the uh, analog version of an iPad called? What do you mean? A note. Right? Yeah. Because I don't want to just call them iPad. Oh, it tab- works you mean the it. generic a- version? Yeah, a- yeah, that's it. Um, tablet. A tablet. So if, so instead of having to have a computer or a laptop to tether your files to, you can shoot to card and mm-hmm. see them on the tablet mm-hmm. uh, as you're shooting so you can make sure that your exposure is okay. And you can also uh, use the tablet to trigger the camera. So uh, when I was in Iceland, uh, and we'll do a detailed show on this next week, but like just quickly when I was shooting the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. um, I used the tablet to like change my ISO. But is the Cam Ranger an app or is it another it's a, it's device? An actual, it's a little device. It's basically the size of uh, it fits into your palm palm of your hand mm-hmm. and that plugs in via USB to the camera mm-hmm. and uh, basically it uses its own um, uh, Wi-Fi, internal yep. Wi-Fi. You don't need to be connected, but it talks to the camera. So it's like Steve and Dave, the flash and the camera. How the does cam- it talk Ranger- to the iPad? The Cam Ranger and the iPad and the camera all communicate right. and uh, send each other files. And so basically, if you wanted to, it was freezing cold. You could sit in the comfort of your warm car, mm. uh, put your camera outside and Fantastic. take photos and change the uh, change the setting or, you know, uh, set your camera down and walk over to the model and uh, focus on the mm. model's face as you were standing next to them, talking to them. Do you want, I wonder if it works with video, do you know? Hmm. That would be handy. It would be handy, Belle. Yeah. Shoot yourself. Yeah, well, in when we're shooting. For, yeah. When I'm shooting you. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it's not, you know, always in the right spot. I know. Yeah. I'll have to look into it. But it's, yes. uh, I, I really. Like having used it a lot now, I'd only used it a few times before and really quickly, but now, like, I love it. It's fantastic, really handy. And so um, I'm trying to find ways of not having to travel with the MacBook Pro because that's another three and a half kilos. Yes. And as I said, it's a couple of lenses uh, extra that I could take, whereas the iPad, like the new iPads, don't weigh much at all. And, you know, Mm. you probably could use your phone as well. Um, But then you still shoot to a card. Yep. And then you download your card. Um, so that, that worked out well. And then as well as that, I had uh, I don't have a camera bag. I have a black roller bag that just looks like everybody else's bag. Mm. I think that if you're travelling with something that's got low pro or whatever uh, mm. that looks like a camera bag, you're always going to get pulled aside and you're the one, can we please weigh your bag mm. as you're trying to go through. So interesting um, pelican. That happens who may- anyway if you have bad food the night before and and, and the wrong shoes on. Mm. Yeah, but Pelican, who make the uh, hard cases for mm. photographers, that uh, have designed a new hard travel case, which is actually a lot lighter than the other one. So I have to check that out uh, as well because that, that's a good option if you ever have to, you know, send your uh, cameras underneath and yes. uh, you don't want them to get trashed. So yeah, so a little roll wow. of domestic 
bag and a little slingshot bag which just goes over my shoulder that which which I'm, when I'm out and about uh, shooting I can actually just have a couple of lenses in and uh, and go for it oh great now tell me Columbia apart from going to visit your daughter which is a lovely thing to do go all the way around the world uh, you wanted to I know that you always have shots in mind yeah. what kind of shots did you feel like you wanted to achieve from Columbia? I mean, you must have had some preconceived notions of Columbia and, you know, did that live up to those expectations? Yeah, I pretty much had an idea of uh, what Columbia would look like, and I think I, I think I, I captured that in in the shots that I went out very early in the but morning. How did you have an idea? Well, it would be uh, sort of the rustic, grungy, um, uh, beautiful light that you know, warm in in the vibe. That that's that's what I wanted to capture. But more importantly, I wanted to capture. I didn't want to capture the uh, city that I was in, Katahina. With all the uh, the tourists, I wanted to capture like the original Katahina without uh, the tourists in it. So like that, to capture that grungy, uh, cool vibe that right. that so it had. So how many days were you in the Columbia for? I don't think I was even there for five days. I think it was probably maybe three or four days. All right. So once you get there, what was what did you do in terms of a recce? What did did you to decide on what shots you wanted, or did you just wander around as soon as you got there and just took took photos as you saw them? What? How did you structure this? So I got in very late. So uh, I got the recce I got was uh, sort of driving in and walking to the apartment, but I, I got a sense of uh, what the place looks like. And here's the really interesting thing. So that night I got on um, some of the uh, tourist sites for the city and started reading uh, information about the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the sites were saying, don't go out, it's really dangerous, you're probably going to get mugged at the uh, ATM. It was right. really scary stuff so that next morning I actually I didn't go out I'm like I've got to I've got to get it because I hadn't I got in so late I needed to go out on my own during the day and check it out first mm. and and I was believing all these uh, sites anyway uh, so I went out during the day and realized that that, that was all rubbish <laughs> like it wasn't what they were saying. It was a very safe city um, and, uh, you know, obviously you're not going to go to um, off to the very outskirts of the town to the really quiet, you, you know, it's beware, you, you know, eyes open, but it wasn't all the things that they were, all the scaremongering. So I actually uh, went out early the next morning uh, before sunrise, Val, um, <laughs> um, the time that you love to be up. <laughs> not good. And, and and um the streets were completely empty except for the uh, uh, the people getting ready to sell their stuff so just the uh the peddlers with their carts and a few other people but like all these beautiful gorgeous amazing streets empty and yeah. beautiful skies and Birds galore, Val. I'm so, I'm so upset. What, what has happened to me? I'm so obsessed with birds yeah, now. Yeah, you seem to be. It used to I be know. bikes and now it's birds. I know, no, I'm, I still love bikes. Okay. Um, but, yeah, birds. Like, oh, so I was looking for those. Um, but, the, yeah, the light was just extraordinary as the sun was rising and you had all these, like, um, beautiful areas where it would peek through the buildings and, uh, you know, it's 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 – 
even enough to still get all the detail in in the buildings and detail in the sky and uh, it was awesome, Val. Fantastic. So what we've uh, got in the show notes is a range of photos that Gina has taken from Columbia and, of course, you can find them at uh, ginamilitia.com and this is episode 94 and they're just fantastic and they they range from lots of different types of um, photos but maybe what we can do is talk about a few of them and, you know, tell us the story behind the photo and what you were trying to capture and how you ultimately captured it. We might not be able to get through all of them but but perhaps we can go through some of your highlights. Um, But, yeah, if you do have a chance to look at them, they're they're at ginamilitia.com but why don't we start with the first one, which is this great shot of uh, a guy walking in front of a mural and that is yeah. sort of like uh, the side of a wall that has been painted and it, the painting on the wall looks like it's, you know, 30, 40, maybe 50 years old. It might not be. Maybe it's just really weathered. But it's on a building that, um, you know, has uh, has been weathered. So it does look that old. And it the the picture itself on the wall is like a worker, perhaps somebody who is tilling the land or something, um, and there's a bird in front of him. There's that bird. And yep. there's a guy walking past, a, a modern guy, you know, just in normal clothes with a backpack, walking past, unoblivious, I mean, sorry, oblivious to the fact that you are there capturing him sort of in profile but small and behind him is the giant worker on the mural. So this was actually taken in Buenos Aires, Val, the day okay. before. So, but I wanted to. Um, th- th- this sort of set the tone for the for the whole trip because it's like I had one night there before I made my way down to Cartagena, and uh, I saw this image uh, as I was walking about early the the, the, the day before, and um, the street art was fantastic, and I actually uh, set myself up with the thirty five mil lens framed up the shot and Mm -hmm. waited for the right figure to walk into the frame and Mm -hmm. waited for the person to walk into the right part of the frame to get that shot. Um, So I've noticed uh, in a lot of the country that I've been going to, this sort of uh, epic street art is just everywhere and it's just beautiful and you can get some amazing uh, photos when you uh, just wait wait for the right time. Even Melbourne I've seen some fantastic stuff. So it's just a matter of lining it up and uh, mm. waiting for someone to come into your frame. I kind of was wishing that uh, a whole flock of uh, um, pigeons would come into the frame as well, but okay. but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So yeah, that's just a really cool way to um, to, to get a good shot, Val. Just yeah. wait. Set yes, yourself wait. up. Wait. Yeah. Did you wait long before this guy walked into the frame? No, and it was like, you know, a bit of anxious waiting because I had to get my plane, so I'd sort of (laughs) snuck out to get this shot and then had to go back in and, yeah, take off. and Yeah, it was a lot of rushing in the early part of the trip. (laughs) All right, great. The next shot that we've got is of a woman in a really colourful dress and, like, with purple in it and the purple headband, and she's next to – she's shot against a wall but next to a doorway, and um, it's just a straightforward portrait of her, isn't it? Yeah, so I set her up, but the thing about this is I used um, 
uh, garage lighting for this shot to mm. light up her face, and she uh, has uh, very, very dark skin, mm-hmm. and so you really need light in, in uh, you know, to, 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 to capture some, something because otherwise it just would have been uh, way too dark. And so I find with uh, people with dark skin and dark eyes uh, that, like, lots of light pumped into that it makes for a beautiful shot, and uh, you also I captured the sheen of her skin, mm. uh, managed to lighten up her eyes and uh, capture her gorgeous expression. So that was yep. actually set up. I made her stand there, found a good spot, found good. So it could qu- quite after the sun sort of has risen, and this is by probably nine o'clock, the sun, the light is really hard, Val. Mm. Um, in, in, so very, very hard shadows, uh, very bright, bright sun, quite, quite a lot of contrast there, which can make for interesting shots. But if you work it with it in the right way, you can get mm. some great shots. Fantastic. Was she so just standing around? What, why was she there? Uh, she was selling stuff. So right. she said if I bought something, um, she'd pose for me and I didn't want to buy anything, but I just um, I think I just gave her some money anyway. Just okay, to, great. Yeah. So the next shot is something that oh, it's, I just love this shot. Yeah. It is absolutely incredible. So basically, have a look at it in the show notes if you can. It's uh, Gina must be, I don't know, like 10 floors up or six floors up. Nine. Okay, nine floors up, looking <laughs> down a stairwell. So you can actually see all of the stairs going down and it looks like a gritty pencil drawing. And at the first landing, there's a, or first flight of stairs or the closest flight of stairs, there's somebody walking down the stairs and it really does look like an Escher drawing. And I absolutely love it. So first and foremost, how did you find this building and why did you go to the top and were you thinking, you were going to get this stair shot that's just brilliant so this is the building that I was staying in we had the oh. uh we had the penthouse so we're on the Great. ninth floor and uh this the, the the slowest lift in the entire world yeah. uh would uh bring us up and take us down from from this place so every day I got to shoot this stairwell at a different time so I actually took shots at all different times of the day and the light was changing so mm. this was a matter again Val of uh waiting and so I remember looking down and I'm like this shot needs a figure but I didn't want you know the wrong figure I wanted mm. and so this this lady was actually a cleaner and I had quite a bit of time to watch her she was heading up the stairs I think so I could wait and get her in exactly the right position um, and you can see actually what I love about this shot what gives it life is the window light the reflection of the wind the shadows uh, mm, created by the light coming in through the windows yeah. Uh, on the floor in, in, on each of the levels just uh, gives it this other next next sort of level. I think this will be the next uh, gold uh, member preset that I give away because I really uh, – I developed this preset just for this shot. What are you going to call uh, it? I, I really love it. Katahina, I think I'll name well, it. Can you call it Esha? Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, Esha, the Esha draw, drawings by Esha of like staircases and stuff. Google it, Gina. I have to Google it, Val. Yeah, it's. You, trust me, you'll you'll under you'll get what I mean once you see them. You'll go, oh my god, I just took took a photo of an Esha painting. Oh wow. Okay. 
Yeah, so, so um, cool, cool, cool location. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I love this next shot as well. It's of a guy with dark skin. He seems a little bit older. He's got some glasses, spectacles on and a hat, and he's just looking directly at the camera. You've got some great depth of field there, so the background is a little bit blurry, blurry but you can make out that it's the side of a building and somebody's walking in the background. So he's obviously, you know, in somewhere where there's some activity. But um, the lighting is beautiful. How did you achieve this? Uh, so he is in open shade, Val, and mm-hmm. I actually exposed for the highlights in the background. So the background is actually uh, lit by sun, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I used uh, Lightroom to actually pull out the detail in the shadows uh, mm. very easily. And so he, he, I followed him up the street, and I <laughs> actually begged him to pose for me. Okay. Yeah, it, and he did. What did he say? <laughs> Uh, so um, I don't speak Spanish. Okay. And so what I would do <laughs> didn't really work. It's just I thought Spanish, Italian, close enough. And you, you've heard me speak Italian. Yes. Uh, I don't really speak that very well either. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like asked them in Italian, oh hoping that they understood. And anyway, they 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 got the general idea. I think begging <laughs> is a universal in all. You know, Understood. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, and and set him up, and I really love that. There's uh, the the guy walking in the background. Yes. He's just like come through in the right time to give the background life. So really. Um, I've noticed uh, you can pull out so much detail in the shadows these days with digital that I actually just expose for my highlights mm-hmm. in any shot. Make sure I've got those. Let the shadows go. Let let, let let it go to whatever happens. Don't freak out. Have a play around with this and try it, and uh, and then you can actually pull out all the detail uh, in, in Lightroom or Capture One. It's, wow, it's amazing okay. what you can do. All right. So then we have a series of shots, and I think they're of fishermen at sunset and they're kind of yep. pulling in their trawl. Would that be right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used, you love uh, a sunset shot, don't you? I do love a sunset. So I used the uh, 70 to 200 for this and so I could get right back at 200 but because they thought I was rather odd mm-hmm. uh, photographing them, bringing in their, uh, their, their their catch of the day. And so I could sort of, uh, when, when you've got that longer lens, you can sit back a bit and uh, capture the action without feeling like, because if I had the 35, I'd have to be practically on top of them mm. or the 24 to 105, you've got to be really close to, to, to sort of get the action and uh, that can be uh, people don't always like that so mm. with this I could you could just you know snap away and not feel like you're uh, you know in their space Stalking. or yeah 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 so mm. you get a lot a lot of better shots and then I could uh, pick out birds that I could photograph really easily okay. with the two which I have to say for a lot, I know a lot of people in the gold community and uh, the uh, Facebook community Val constantly have issues uh, newbie photographers especially with focus and mm. getting stuff sharp and especially mm. when things are moving so here's a great exercise mm-hmm. get yourself if you've got like take your whatever your longest lens is put it on full zoom so if it's the 24 to 105 just go to 105 if you've got the 70 to 200 zoom it out to 200 mm-hmm. go to the beach or a park or a wetlands anywhere where there's birds mm-hmm. and um try and capture them try and 
photograph them. It's really good practice. Right. I think hunting, I would you... fail miserably at that. I, I seem to fail miserably when I'm just shooting a still object. <laughs> 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 well, first or, master or the I, still or, object, Val. But or then, at least, I don't think so until you point it out to me. <laughs> I think I've done this fantastic job. Then you go, oh, no, it's soft. Your, your photos of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you still haven't got any sharp, Val. It's <laughs> all right. We can have another go. It's all right. It's early days. It's not I just easy. I don't understand that. There, it's not like there. you're moving. There you go. Now, next time I'll give you a tripod. I do have very unsteady hands. You've got a tripod. So yes, now. Next time. <laughs> and it might, might make things easier. But that's a good way yeah. to practice getting uh, things that are moving sharp. And I had a lot of practice because all I did was, oh, look, another bird. I forget what they're called, but they're quite big, these birds, and they were really cool looking. I should find out, Val, shouldn't I? But yes. I photograph a lot of birds. So they're Colombian birds. Uh, Alcatrans or something like that. They're, anyway, that's okay. Yeah, that's not <laughs> so yes. then we have quite a few awesome street scenes, and they just range from just really interesting alleys and lanes. Uh, sometimes they are deserted. Sometimes there's a, a lone figure on them. Sometimes there's someone you know pulling a, a trolley or a cart. Um, sometimes there, of course, is your signature bike. Yeah. <laughs> How did you decide to pick what to shoot and what what you wanted to shoot? Like what what were you going for? So it's great. Uh, like I will shoot the lonely, empty street. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it makes like I might use it as a background for a composite shot or or, or something. But generally, um, an empty street like that kind of la it lacks life, Val. So you, you yeah. like I would line up that sort of shot, mm -hmm. and then I would wait for either a figure or a bike or, or a bird or something to come into it. And so I got lucky a few times and you would get uh, – like it, there's even one uh, where I had a dog run across the shot, which was was quite cool, um, yeah. across the laneway. So that, that's what I would do. I'd just basically line them up and and, uh, and wait for something interesting to uh, give, the, give the shot life. There was well, like a, a lady uh, just lit under a – a, a street light because it was like kind of I'd like to get up early enough so the street lights are still on mm. but there's there's light in the sky so you get this beautiful sort of combination of the 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 sun that's coming up and lighting lighting the the buildings you get the warmth of that glow but you've still got the the street lights and some of the lights inside which uh just just make the image look uh a lot sexier, Val. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're just any particular ones you want to highlight and talk about? Um, so uh, one thing I want to talk about, Val, mm. is uh, the humidity. And I've talked Ooh. about what happens when you go from an air-conditioned yeah. environment when it's very, very hot and your cameras are like in, in kept in aircon, so they're mm. really, really cool. And then you go outside. This was like a 1,000% humid. It was humid. Yeah really humid yeah. and uh, so I think I ha rushed out one night to go and take 
photos and there was stuff going on. Like it was the perfect scene, mm. Lone Street, guy riding his bike, dressed in like the old school sort of outfit. Mm. Uh, so he just old bike, looked amazing, and I went to take the shot and it was, of course, the lens uh, was Condensation. Up. Yeah. yeah. So How frustrating. Very. So I took the shot anyway So mm-hmm. and, and uh, actually tried to save it by using dehaze in Lightroom. Um, and, and you can save it, but it, it just makes – well, it's kind of a cool effect. So I've, I've put that in the show notes as well, as well Val, so you can see and what happens when – uh, a guy riding a bike. It's black and white, so okay. um, it's about. Ah, um, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so see? it's a yeah. great shot that is um, in black and white, and you'll find it in the show notes. And it is it, a guy heading towards the camera on a bike in the middle of a laneway and um, behind him are not only the street lights but some car lights in the distance sort of illuminating him from behind. But it is a great atmospheric shot with all of this kind of condensation and then whatever it is that you did in the dehazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it turned out to be quite a good effect. It looks like an old photo, like yeah. a, you know, a vintage photo or something of the 1930s or something like that. Yeah, so if that happens and you happen to go to a like a tropical destination and you, you've not seen that before, don't panic. Just mm-hmm. wait. Um, yes. Five or ten minutes, and uh, once your camera has gotten used to uh, being outside, it's yes. not freaking out, and it's going. My hair's going to go frizzy. Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it clears up, and it's uh, it's all good. So. Um, one of my favourite shots of the trip, a couple of my favourite shots of yes. the trip was uh, there was one. So the sun was uh, getting quite high. So it was probably not high, but it was probably uh, maybe about uh, 7.30 in the morning. And mm-hmm. I managed to get the sky sort of, uh, the sun sort of pinging off the uh, the edge of a, a building on, on one of the uh, the roads there. All the old Starburst. Starburst. And yes. then you got the uh, pigeons, Val, yes, that are just all flying and scattering. So do you want to know my pigeon whispering technique? I do. So basically it's this great shot of a deserted laneway with some very dilapidated-looking buildings on either side. And uh, Gina's managed to get a starburst of the sun just peeking out behind uh, one of the buildings in the in the background, and in the foreground is a flock of pigeons, maybe like uh, six or seven pigeons in flight in the foreground. So it looks pretty spectacular, and the whole yeah. thing has a kind of sepia-looking tone to it. Yeah. But yes, how did you achieve this shot? It's fantastic. So basically, what you do is you've got to like you wait. So they usually there'll be like food on the on the ground that they're all they'll, like like they'll they have their places they they go to like their regular bars pigeons do <laughs> like they're locals and they all hang out they all know the bartender's Where everybody name. Knows their name they yeah. all you know day what was the bar t- what was the guy's name in cheers sam was so it was it? Not, huh was it sam was he the bartender yeah ted danson's character and was it woody harrelson yeah was in that show before he was, he was at the beginning, oh, yeah. There you go. That's right. Um, <laughs> so the pigeons are all there and uh, they're all hanging out next to each other and they're all in a group and you sort of creep up <laughs> and you line up your shot mm. 
and uh, work out where, you know, get your focus pre-focused and everything. And then uh, you just kind of uh, either throw uh, something in amongst them so that you scatter them or I just kind of stamp my feet to get them to fly up. Oh, you my God, sort of and you managed to capture the shot. And you want them up around the uh, – yeah, so it's kind of a, like a stamp and, yeah, bang. Oh, and my get God, shot. This, that's amazing. That's how you do it. That's, uh, this shot is spectacular. I practice that a lot. Spectacular, this shot. You have to – you have to look at it because the way that these birds are in the foreground, it, like perfectly in the foreground, and then having the starburst in the background is just absolutely brilliant. I mean, this is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant shot. Oh, it's awesome, Gina. Yeah, well done. One of the shots – sorry, what were you going to say? No, nothing. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> One of the shots that I like um, is also um, there's a mural of a uh, trumpet player. Yeah. Um, you know, just sort of wearing casual singlet or whatever. It's an in, it's in black and white, uh, the mural, because it's like um, white painting on a black wall. And, That's um, a black and white shot, Val. The whole shot's black and white. And, oh, okay. So the whole shot is black and white. Yeah. And it's a And it's a huge, huge, beyond life-size, building-size figure of somebody enthusiastically playing the trumpet. And then I think it's what, Miles Davis. Miles Davis, okay. Mm. And then what Agena's got is... Is a shot of a guy walking across the frame. But what's interesting, I think she's chosen a guy who kind of could be Miles Davis, but you know, in his old age kind of thing. Walking. Carrying a guitar. Oh, is it? Ah, yes. And walking yeah. past the frame, and he's just normal sized, and yeah. the image of on the wall is building size. So it's it's also a, a brilliant shot. Great mood. It's like it's taken at night. Is it taken it at night? It was taken at night. I spotted mm-hmm. the guy around the corner, and I, I knew he was going to turn the corner and walk through that frame. And so, mm. I, and it was late at night. I didn't actually have a camera with me. I only had my phone. Wow. Um, so I got that on the iPhone. Oh my god. Set myself up. And what? And and really? then actually, there was a moment where some tourists dared to walk him through the frame, <laughs> and I just put my hand up and I said, "No, <laughs> no!" <laughs> and they stopped. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to make it too complicated, but I just yeah. like I was so panicked that they were going yeah. to wreck my frame that I'd like oh. sprinted in that heat across the street to get that shot. I just put up my hand. And I said, "No," and they stopped. Oh my god! And uh, I got that shot. So the it's Yes, brilliant. the old iPhone uh, does a great trip. And there's a, there's a couple of other uh, shots under that, which are the beautiful – I still love my bikes, Val. Yes, I haven't you Just because I've gotten into birds now doesn't okay. mean I still don't love bikes. Okay. Right, I love them all the same. It's like, you know, okay. when I had my first child and I had my second one, I wondered <laughs> at first, could I love the second one as much as the first? <laughs> but you do, Val. Mm-hmm. You have more than enough love to keep going. Okay. Right, so bikes, birds, and Fiat 500s so okay. far. I'll so add something else. So <laughs> they were shot on the iPhone as well in um, oh. full uh, sun, so like around midday. So you can actually see in the first image there of the blue bike uh, mm-hmm. how hard the shadows are. But if you tap your finger on the area of the screen on the smartphone that you want exposed – 
to mm-hmm. want to expose for, it will expose for that area. So if you've got yes. very, very bright area, tap your finger there. So I was wanting to get my highlights exposed. Mm. And I should, the, the original, if you see the original file, the shadows, you almost can't see the bike. The shadows are so heavy. Right. And then I pulled the detail out using Snapseed. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes, I love Snapseed after you showed me how fantastic it is. Um, <laughs> of course, all of these shots are in the show notes at ginamilitia.com. But what I want to know, just from a, I guess, proce- workflow process point of view, you obviously went shooting in the morning because you love the early morning. You obviously went shooting sometimes in the day and you certainly did a lot at sunset. Um did you do kind of like a routine download every day or and yes. back up? What, tell us about that process. So what I do, uh, so as soon as I get back after a morning, so I might go out, of like I think I was going out at like 6 in the morning, maybe coming back by, eight. no, it was earlier than that, but I'd, I'd be, reckon I'd be back by 7.30, back to the apartment. It's too hot to stay out any longer than yep. that. Yep. And first thing I do is the card comes out, it gets downloaded, and then it gets, uh, uh, I have a look, I have downloaded a quick look. onto your MacBook onto, Pro. Onto my MacBook Pro, uh-huh. uh, and, uh, and then uh, I transfer the file, rename them, okay. and then I transfer the rename files. Them what? I'll rename them like so. This they get renamed by the city. Oh, like Columbia One, Columbia Two. Yeah, well, it's Catahina. I named okay. it after oh, okay. the yeah, Catahina, yeah, okay. and yep. uh, and then it'd be uh, I put the year in the name, so yep. it'd be Catahina underscore sixteen, and then underscore uh, you know one to whatever yeah. nine hundred, yep. what how many minutes shots, yep. and uh, and so each each day is downloaded into a different folder. So mm-hmm. this, so I, I know the exact day that each, and then I just continue the file numbering um, yep. as I go, and then each each new folder then gets copied across uh, twice onto. I had two external hard drives. So a separate copy on each external hard drive. Uh, yeah. So there's okay. uh, at so there's actually four copies uh, for a while. So I've got yep. the uh, the eight gig cards which you can't buy anymore. I look for them because I don't like shooting on big memory cards because mm-hmm. um, they tend to go missing or they can fail. So I like to shoot uh, eight gig. But now I've got sixteen gig, eight and sixteen gig. So it's stays the card doesn't get wiped until it's like it i try and get them home that way but if it's a longer trip like this one i had to i had to ride over the card so it's uh on the card on the laptop and on two two hard drives and then i start again on the cards so i've got three copies essentially coming Mm. home yeah brilliant okay fantastic wow this is such a epic trip um and you're only there for three and a half days i can't wait to delve into what you did in iceland and i know i got lots to tell you about iceland that's not going to be a show val sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right brilliant so now that you're back and you did a 14-hour shoot the day after you got back, which, quite frankly, I think you're crazy for doing that. Yeah, because, and so, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, there was a two-hour break in between, uh, the, like, from one location to the other just to schedule in. So do you know what I did? I went and um, <laughs> went and got a massage. Oh, wow. Just, just so I could have a sleep. Yeah, great. Because <laughs> I thought I'd be fading. But then mm. guess what? 
The lady what? that did the massage was a talker. Oh, no, don't you hate that? I just wanted to sleep and oh, she did not. No. Oh, my God. I hate that. That's so bad. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so what have you got coming up this week? Are you going to actually have some downtime or have you got more shoots? Um, so I'm in uh, pre-production for uh, another couple. I'm going to be coming up to you, Val, very oh, soon. Yes, that so, be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's it for this week for now, um, which is good. And then, yeah, we go into next week. So it's all – we all start again. So I should be over my jet lag in a couple of days, I'd say. Yeah, right. Okay. Good. How about you? What have you got on? <laughs> what have I got on? I've just got to catch up on so many things. I did a big gig last night at the mm. Sydney Opera House. Oh, I know. How cool is that? Yeah, it was you quite had your own fun. dressing room and everything. Yes, had my own little dressing room. It was quite a big dressing you, room. Well, playing the Opera House. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big deal. We're, we're so lucky to have you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that was quite fun because basically I hosted an awards night. So I was trying to, you know, channel James Corden or Billy Crystal or whatever. <laughs> so you were on the main stage there? Not the concert hall. I was in the playhouse, which is the yeah. next one, yeah. So right. that was fun. And yeah. um, thankfully it went well because yeah. it's so hard to tell during it, you know. Why, you don't get feedback or? Well, you do, but you're not sure because it, you, you can't see properly oh, because. it's not you know, like the other rooms that you work uh, where you can actually see reactions. You're not, not well, not at all. You're really, <laughs> you're, 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 you're like a deer in headlights because the, the lights are so bright. Yeah. So it's a little bit hard. Um, and then you do get some feedback. You think, oh, okay, so that's going well. But it, it is hard to tell until the end and you get then you kind of get Just, the vibe. You got a standing ovation? <laughs> no. Did you? And then they all went, more and they all held up their lighters? No. So you had I to do the encore? I wasn't was singing. But right. However, when I did take a little break because I got starving at some point. Um, yeah. And I went and I got something to eat. I was that your bag of chips that you had for dinner? Because oh, we no, talked about afterwards. what we had for dinner last <laughs> night. That was afterwards. No, I, very unhealthy. I had a donut. And yet oh. I had my donut sit, sitting next to the cast of My Fair Lady. Oh, my God. You would have been in your element, Val. I'm so happy because, like, it's one of my favourite musicals. I know all of the words. It was all I could do to <laughs> Did stop you tell myself. Them? <laughs> I, Were you I a star back. stalker? I held back. Can you just try for a selfie? Oh, no, I tried to behave with some level of decorum. (laughs) But I did want to say, do you want me to fill in or anything? I know all the words. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can picture that so well. That's so funny. And I thought, this is so daggy. I'm here eating a pineapple donut. (laughs) Anyway, so, well, I look forward to upcoming episodes when we delve into some of the other things that you've done on your trip and also to talk about how you achieved the shots because I've seen them, some of them anyway, on Facebook and I'm very keen to, especially to talk about some of the night photography that you did in Iceland. So that's all coming up in an upcoming episode. So uh, in the meantime, where do we find you online, Gina? So I'm at ginamilitia.com, so that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A and Twitter at ginamilitia and on Instagram at ginamilitia and you can almost also find me in the uh, podcast community 
so that's a So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast group. Podcast Facebook. community. That's it, So yeah. You Want to Be a Writer podcast community is what you search for yeah. on Facebook. Yep. And come and join us. It's free. Yes. Um, if you'd like next-level mentoring, of course, have a look at the gold community at ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And just click on Join the Gold Community. We will be closing the doors fairly soon for a little while and uh, reopening them in a few months. But uh, have a look at it if you want one-on-one mentoring from Gina and some great tutorials that are released every month but plus also uh, a fantastic forum where you can ask all of your questions and get some advice from people in the community as well as from Gina. In the meantime, you can find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I'm easy to find on Facebook. Just search for Valerie Koo in Sydney. And I'm also in the uh, podcast community. So until next week, thank you so much for listening. Oh, what, you know what we've forgotten? Hashtag what? Gina Challenge. Oh, okay. Uh, so birds. while you think of that, oh, okay, we've already got it. Hashtag Gina Challenge is, is hashtag birds. So you can interpret that however you like. And uh, if you post it in the podcast community and put hashtag Gina Challenge, hashtag birds, we'll know what uh, we'll know that you're shooting something along with this week's theme. And it's great to see what everyone comes up with. So yeah. Hashtag Gina Challenge, hashtag birds. So until we chat again next week, thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.